my piece of cold and my women colder. Yeah, she too stubborn or I would have told her. And every time I'm with my buddies, yeah, we never sober. <laughs> Wake up feeling 10 years older. It's the Cold Pizza Podcast. We're going to start there. Like, all I'm saying is the milk trick should be explained on the podcast. <laughs> okay. So, if you're talking to your buddy's sister and he doesn't know, and she invites you, because, like, Thanksgiving's coming up. Like, this is going to come up. If she invites you to Thanksgiving or, like, God forbid, his birthday dinner, do you hit him up and be like, hey, uh, coming to your birthday dinner with your sister because we're talking? Or do you just show up with his sister and he's like, hey, why are you here? I'm like, oh, I ain't here for you, buddy. Like, I'm not asking for me. I'm just kind of asking. This was a question I was presented with and... Well, if it's Thanksgiving, like, it shouldn't be a big deal because he'll be at my place with my sister. <laughs> but, uh, birthday dinner, fuck, show up, give him a gift, give his sister some dick. Welcome back to the Cold Pizza Podcast. It's me, Bailey, and Naked Nolan is in what the up, house. What up? Naked Nolan is wearing clothing. Weird. Yeah, it is. Very weird. weird. Um... No, uh, sorry, it's been a couple weeks. We were going to, well, we did sit down last Thursday on Halloween to record a show, and we sat down, we had like 20 people in the house, because RJ and Shannon had people over for Halloween, it was a good time, there was a bunch of food and candy, and Nolan came, and, uh, was excited to be on a podcast, he was there for the japanese or the japan trip podcast but wasn't really we didn't really contribute on that one yeah Uh, yeah so he came to be on the one on halloween uh sam kalazi who still hasn't made his debut on the podcast because we got screwed on halloween sam and rj had done autocross the weekend before that and they were going to talk about that so maybe we'll still i'm sure we'll still have them talk about that on a future show uh, this was just kind of like a last minute show that Nolan and I decided we were going to do, and I think it's going to be a really good one. Um, SEMA 2019, what a shit show. Um, not, we're not even, we're going to tie SEMA into this. Nolan said we should do a show explaining Maybe not everything, but a lot of what is wrong with the air quotes car scene. I hate the word scene, but that's that's what it is. It's the car scene, the car community, car culture. What is wrong with all of it? And I got two words that it's going to start everything off. Social media. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Everything and... I made a statement on the Instagram story yesterday at Horsepower Pizza. I'll read it to you. I actually, it was a DM to my friend Eli, who runs Ignition Tube, in reply to a certain car that was on display at SEMA, which is an exoskeleton Lamborghini. It's owned by Alex Choi. He's a big YouTuber. I was five feet from him on the gold rush rally thing when they came to Nemecolon last summer. Didn't get to speak to him. Seems like a real nice, quiet kid. There was, I don't know, he almost hit a motorcyclist or something on Angeles Crest in God, California. Like, hilarious. There's, 
Not really. Like, the motorcyclist did nothing wrong. If he was driving like a dick and he hit hit somebody on a motorcycle, like, that's... Yeah, it's funny to see people with money, like, have shit go bad. Yeah, but I don't want to see anybody get hurt. I, I do yeah. enjoy watching shit shows, but, like, Johnny Manziel, Baker Mayfield shit shows, where, like, they're not necessarily hurting anybody else. Yeah, you're right. You're they're right. just doing stupid shit. But I replied to Eli... Because the welds on the cage, the exoskeleton cage on that Lamborghini are atrocious. I am not a certified welder. I weld from time to time. My welds would look better than that. I could make welds look better than that with a Harbor Freight welder, and that's saying something. But I said, as a craftsman, I am so disappointed by the quality of work I've seen highlighted, maybe low-lighted, at SEMA this year and the few years previous. Everything is rushed for internet clout instead of perfected for the pride of workmanship. This industry needs woken up in a huge way. Signed, Bailey. And I think that's just it. Um, social media, it SEMA, to me, SEMA was always a huge deal, even before I was really into cars, because you would watch Chip Foose build nasty, clean cars yeah. on tv on discovery channel or whatever doesn't matter you uh it was speed TV speed then, spike yeah. whatever the channels were um you'd watch chip foose build these super clean cars you'd watch boyd coddington build yeah. super clean street rods and these cars would go to sema and it was a huge deal um the name is escaping me right now there's a shop in oh Glenshaw, north of Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. I can't think. They bring out that 40 Ford that's like all brushed. Oh, yeah. And uh, that, they have that Camaro. They have the, the Camaro. The, Camaro. Yeah. I can't, is it ProComp Customs? ProComp Customs. Yeah. That's exactly who it is. They build SEMA yeah. quality what, cars. When I think they, SEMA, I think of shit like that. I think of stupid, clean builds. And the way that I think is our generation and even the younger generations are coming up, you're still going to see the kids that grew up in the garage or in the shop with their grandfather or their father or their uncles or whoever. Our generation is responsible for keeping the muscle cars of the 60s and even the street rods of the 40s and 50s. Our generation is going to be huge in keeping that... Um, legacy a lot yeah because and even a lot of our generation is split like there's a lot of people are buying imports and even like older imports but yeah. imports nonetheless so i feel like the art of street rods and um street rods muscle cars stuff like that is definitely on like a downward trend right now yeah it's you're it seems like you're either Toretto or an O'Connor. Right. There's no mix. Like, I mean, with me... Like no, I, Nolan's the exception to the rule, and I'll let... Yeah. The, Nolan has I've a got, great plethora of cars. I've got a fucking pre-war Packard, and then a post-war Packard, and then a 53 Chevy five-window pickup, and then a 2017 straight-pipe GTI that shoots flames. Like... And he's 20 years old. Yeah, it goes from the... The... American Rolls Royce, it's a fucking convertible sedan, to 
hot boy Mark Seven on Rotiforms, which I just sold. Rip that setup, but something new and better is coming. Um, but no, when you see names like Coddington and Foose, you know you're getting quality with it. Here's the thing: those guys are building cars because they love building cars. When they were building cars for um, SEMA and like on TV, Zuckerberg hadn't started Facebook yet. MySpace was probably around, but MySpace was used for... That's before my time. I don't know what the hell MySpace was used yeah. for. Um, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, none of that shit was around. Those guys were building cars to build the cleanest car possible, go to Vegas in November... And fuck up anybody else that was in their class. And walk away with a smile on their face. 100%. The problem with today's air quotes builds are that everybody, for the most part, I don't, I say everybody loosely because there are still people that take pride in shit. Thank God. For the most part, though, people are building stuff for YouTube views, which there's there's huge money to be made in YouTube if you market it right and the you have the right content, you find your audience. There's there's money to be made in any form of online media. Yeah. However, my my biggest issue is there are there are and were a lot of cars at SEMA this year, and at least the two, three years prior, where it didn't seem to matter about the quality of the build, it was, who has the largest following on Instagram, let's bring them in. And I got into an argument on one of the SEMA Facebook groups with, or it wasn't, I forget which group it was, I got into an argument with somebody last night, because... I said the, the welds on that cage were garbage. And he fired, some guy fired back with, well, how do you, how do you sit there and monitor quality? I said, well, you go to First Class Fitment or um, Slammed Enough or Stance Wars or any of those shows. Fuck, even World of Wheels. World of Wheels. Yeah. Fucking... What's the other Steel City Finest that Pittsburgh yeah. Car Scene puts on? Go to smaller stuff. There is a there is a vetting process yeah. to get your car in. And he said, well, SEMA's not a car show. It's a trade show, which was, I use the term trade show, but I use the term elite trade show because SEMA is supposed to be the best of the best. Yeah. And he said, well, it's a trade show. How are you going to monitor quality? I said, I'm not saying there needs to be an overseeing government of the show, but you would think that the aftermarkets that are inviting these people would and displaying the cars in the name of their brand would want quality builds representing their brand. Now, I don't know who Alex Choi's car was there with, but I know Toyo had a couple Liberty Walk Lamborghinis and stuff there. Those cars, flawless. Yeah. But I... It kills me that, and I haven't seen anything on TJ Hunt's Supra. I haven't seen pictures up close of Fitment or because for the most part, all the pictures I saw were 
terribly fitting kits yeah. and like every everything was a joke and a meme on social media yeah, this past really, week i haven't seen any good examples of stuff at sema and i'm sure there there, I'm there, there has there, to be oh i'm sure there are for every fucked up build there was there's i'm sure there's 10 cars. beautiful cars but social media again social media is uh, the algorithm forces negativity they force things into your feed that they know you're it's going to rile you up and make you comment on it because it feeds off of engagement yeah if you see something you like chances are you're going to like it scroll to the next post if you see something you don't like you're more likely to say something well then somebody's going to have a differing opinion and they're going to fire back and then you're going to come back and fire at them and that's where a lot of the negativity in our society comes from these days i feel and that's it there's too many kids that have never said something to somebody's face and gotten punched in the mouth for it, so they hide behind a computer and say whatever they want because there's no consequence to what they say. Yeah. And that's not a generation I want to grow up in because everybody's bulletproof behind a... Fucking computer. Yeah, which is bullshit. No, this... And I said, I don't... If I was an aftermarket, I would not invite... If If I invite a car... Because this kid has 4 million followers on Instagram or whatever. I'm just throwing numbers out there. I'm not using yeah. anybody as an example. He has 4 million followers on Instagram. Okay, come to SEMA. Display your car at our booth. If he pulls that car off the trailer and it... And there's looks, pieces of an exoskeleton that are not connected to the other to the rest of the exoskeleton? Yeah. Uh, like, there were, there were... Load that shit back up. There were flanges welded onto this cage where they have bolt holes in the flange and you can see the bolt hole that's the mating bolt hole underneath the flange they don't line up so there's no bolts in them yeah plus all the welds that look like trash plus and i'm not just i'm it's not alex's fault that the car looks like trash by the way no because alex i don't know where if it's his parents money if it's his money what have you it doesn't matter Alex did not build the car himself. He didn't sit down in his garage and say, oh, we're going to put a cage on this. He took the car to some shop and they built the cage and the exoskeleton and everything. I wouldn't sign my name to that work. No. And that was that was my big thing on when I got into this argument with this guy on Facebook. I was like, I'm not trying to be a dick, but as someone who works with my hands and takes pride in my hands-on work... That's not something I would sign my name to, ever. I don't care if it was my car. I don't care if it's Patrick Dempsey's GT3 RS. I'm not signing my name to that work until it's right. Fuck no. So I posted what I did on my story yesterday, and a good friend of ours, Cody, Dr. M3, replied to me, and I asked him, I said, can I use your take on this on the podcast and he said no absolutely he said it's definitely changed it's not about bringing your best game anymore if popularity it's not oh where is it oh it's now popularity even if hyped popularity and views rather than genuine genuine ingenuity and solid builds it was most obvious this year but it's been happening for some time it's really sad and i agree with that i love watching b is for build this is the second year in a row now that he has had a car at SEMA. I haven't been following this build as closely as the last one. Last year, he... Just real quick. Last year, he took a 
Datsun 240Z shell. They built a tube frame chassis, stuck a BMW V10 in the front of it, and stuck the Datsun shell over top of it. And it it runs 100% on the stock ECU, the stock transmission. Like They had a lot of wiring gremlins and issues to fight. Car looks good on video. I haven't seen it in person, but he hasn't really posted any videos of it, like, of him driving it, like, enjoying it, which kind of leads me to believe that it might not drive as well as he expected it to, which, I don't know. That's not my place to comment. This year, they did something completely batshit crazy, which I love. They bought a burnt, I say they, I guess it's a conglomerate of him and his friends at this point, but Chris bought a wrecked Huracan, or not wrecked, it was a, I don't know if it was an underground racing car, or who did the turbo kit on it, it had a turbo, twin turbo kit on it, and it was like a fuel pressure actuator or something, burst, and the whole ass end of the car burnt, so he bought the car from Exoto, I I can't talk, Exotic Auto Recycling, they rebuilt the, the front subframe had been cut off to sell to another person that was rebuilding one that was front end wrecked so they rebuilt what was sectioned off of the car in the front they rebuilt the rear texas speed and performance or texas speed or whoever the ls engine builder in texas is built them a nasty ls they stuck garrett sponsored the build they stuck twin turbos on it they dear lord kaisel salim did all the design work so like they took a Kaisel uh, rendering and basically built his car. But he does all of this shit in his garage. So everybody that's saying, oh, well, Chris doesn't build quality shit and it's rushed. And I mean, I agree. Some of it's rushed to an extent, but he's doing what he can with what he has. He doesn't even have a lift in the shop, if that says anything. Like, no. they got quick jacks and, like, they they make do with what they have. They they're out there killing it. He's up over a million subscribers now. Like, yeah. But is he invited to SEMA because he builds nasty, clean cars? Or is he invited to SEMA because he has, has the publicity yeah. and these... And I mean, maybe that's the way the industry's shifting. It's sad to say. I. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I don't mean to trash Chris in any way. I love watching his builds. Uh, I'm only about halfway through the Twin Turbo Huracan build series on YouTube, so I don't know everything. But, like, they built carbon fiber body panels and stuff for it. Like, they they built a lot of, which I feel like he has more... I have, no idea, what, I have no idea what word you're looking for. Not leeway. Yeah, leeway. He, he's got more... He's allowed to have shit that looks jankier than somebody that just took their car to a shop, dropped it off, and said finish this yeah because at least he's getting his hands dirty and he's doing shit in his garage on his own yeah is it still SEMA quality work by the standards of 10 years ago I don't think so no it is it a crazy idea that was executed on yes and you can't punish somebody for that so even if it doesn't look as clean as possible it's the only stick shift huracan in the world it's the only ls swapped huracan in the world but it's got giant turbos and it's got a carbon fiber wide body kit that they didn't have anything to go off of other than they made their own frame and made their own carbon body panels and 
they did this all on their own. And yeah, they have sponsors for turbos and oil. And I'm sure, I don't know if they got the engine for free or if Texas Speed cut them a deal on it. Doesn't matter to me. They have support and they're starting to gain support. But I feel like he could end up being the next Richard Rawlings as far because Richard started out basically flipping cars on that. Yeah. Gas Monkey was never a shop. It was a brand. Yeah. Richard is an entrepreneur. Not He's a car guy and an entrepreneur, but he's not a mechanic. So he had Aaron Kaufman, and they would take these cars and flip them here, flip them there, make a little money here and there. Like on the first season of the show, they were in some little rinky-dink shop, and now you go down to Dallas, and it's a tourist attraction. Yeah. And am I saying Chris is going to step to that level? Maybe. He, he might. He really might. He might be the next TV show that he ends up competing against Richard in various challenges and stuff because it's, again, it's all about views. It's all. But about I think social media, to, to go back to our initial... Well, I kind of want to go off of, yeah, he has that leeway to not have the perfect, cleanest build, but it's still SEMA. If it's not... SEMA quality, like well, 10, that's... ten years ago, SEMA quality. Wait that another wait another year and put it in then. That's where I'm at with it. That's I Yeah. I have not I I love doing the podcast, but I hate doing the podcast because a lot of it's hearsay. Yeah. I've never been invited to I've never built a car that was I've never built a car. Yeah. I haven't. I've never built a car to the quality and standards that a SEMA car, in my mind, should be held to. Um, that being said, if slash when that day does come, I am a perfectionist. Like, there's no... God, everything has to be 100% perfect. Part of it has to do with my personality. Part of it has to do with what I do for a living. If it's not ready... It's not ready. It's not ready. Yeah. And that's, it. there's a there's an old joke that one of my buddies used to say, if at first you don't succeed, lower your standards. And I feel like that's what has happened, has happened with SEMA. I don't, I don't know what it is. I feel like the show kept growing and they wanted to have more attractions than just Foose and Boyd and... American Chopper. American Chopper. Yeah. And like, they wanted to have... I feel like now they have the large venue that they just try and pack it. Yeah. And they're like, eh, fuck it. That that truck, that brodozer is leaking differential fluid all over the concrete. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about oh, it. Oh, those welds look like trash? Yeah. Uh, who looks at no, welds? Nobody will see them. It's a trade Instagram. show. Instagram! Yeah, <laughs> it's a trade show. Who's going to look at those welds? Who's going to see that this drive shaft isn't connected to anything? I'm having a hard time with the industry in general because alongside social media being the motive of all of this, I want to, I'm going to finish this thought and then we got to come back to the few Supras that we've seen because they oh, were Jesus so bad. Christ. You have the aftermarket for body kits and wheels and pretty much anything, you name it, they'll make it. I'm so sick of seeing the same shit. Everybody, the... Mark V Supra, A90 Supra, whatever you want to call it. You can call me a Supra fanboy all you want. I don't care. I do love the car. I would love to have one. I don't think I would ever wide body one. But the car is a lot of fun to drive. However, much like when the 8.6 came out, 
in 2012. It was a 2013 model year, but 2012 car. Everybody did the same thing. Yeah. Wide body kit. Wide body kit. Wide wheels. Lower it. Big wing. Wrap it. Air quotes. Build. Okay, well, you want to go that way. I'm not... I can't preach build it for you on everything that I do and then come out and make fun of what everybody wants to do. You can do whatever you want to do. Yeah. But at some point, where is the individuality in that? Everybody's doing the same thing. Yeah. And that's what's happening with the Supra as well. Well, See, the whole build it for you thing in my mind is build what you want to build. But I also like the whole built not bought. Yeah. And granted, like, you're not going to go out and make your own fiberglass wide body kit or carbon fiber wide body kit unless you know what you're doing. Yeah. And, like, I've seen people make their own front splitters and, like, our, our buddy Juan owns Velocity Aero Works and yeah. they laser cut and water jet and laser or uh, plasma table, whatever you need, they'll make it work and then make it look good. He builds a quality product, I'll say that, uh, Go give Juan a follow. He's a good dude. I appreciate built, not bought. And the thing is, again, with moving into the younger generations, not not even so much that they'd rather just take their stuff places to have it worked on. So much easier to just go online, put in your credit card information, parts show up at your house a couple days, a couple weeks later. Yeah. And yeah, you're still building the car by yourself or with your friends by cutting your fenders and putting a wide body kit on and everything. But everything is like cut, paste, cut, paste. It's all the same shit. And that's, oh, well, I wrapped it this color. You can't show me a color that a Mark IV Jetta has not been wrapped. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's... <laughs> yeah. And there's... I don't know. I feel like... The scene, I again, I hate the word scene. The scene is losing its individuality because everybody is, I don't know, you were born an original, don't die a copy, is kind of something that always sticks in my head. But the Supras at SEMA, oh good God. <sighs> now, another interesting point, I'm sure you saw the one that had like a four or five inch wheel spacer on it. Yeah, thank you Troy Martin for posting that. Here's the deal with that. I forget who they said. I think it was HKS. It was HKS's Super that did that. And I have a whole other gripe with that. Loved the livery on it. The old school livery. Yeah. Loved it. Livery was sexy. Livery was sexy. Kit looked like shit. Kit looked like shit. Again, these cars just came out. These cars are just now becoming available to the market. Early kits are not always going to fit well. No. But... Don't take that to SEMA. Thank you! Like, okay, cool. You wait a year to take it to SEMA. Hell, you wait another month, post on Instagram, take it to another big show, to debut it with a kit that fits, and you're automatically in front of everyone who was at SEMA who had shitty wide-body kits, shitty fitting. You can even take the stock-body car with that same livery on it if you need to fill booth space. Yeah. Put the same livery... Well, and I'm not their marketing manager. I'm not. I'm not anybody in the industry. Nobody no. gives a shit about what Bailey has to say. I I give a shit what Bailey has. To well, say. I appreciate that, Nolan. But it's just one of those. 
people don't I, think. The thing with the wheel spacer is I saw somebody post Devil's... I don't know if it was Devil's Advocate or the actual story to it. I don't know. They needed wheels built for the car. Well, custom wheels are not a quick process for no. anybody that has ever ordered custom wheels. I have not, but I've had friends. friends. Yeah. Brian Mangan waited months for the wheels for his FRS when he had it. And it was, I forget, there was a whole issue. Like they finally made them, but they made them the wrong offset and sent him the wrong. He was pissed. There was a whole issue. Oh, and then sure. when he got them, like barrels cracked, like almost immediately, like it was just a shit show. I forget who they said is responsible for building the wheels for the HKS car. It wasn't Rotiform. It wasn't, might have been ADV1. Or, I don't remember. It doesn't matter. But they had their own booth to worry about for yeah. SEMA. They're not going to turn around and build you the wheels that you need a week, two weeks before SEMA. They have their own shit to worry about. So sometimes you have to do what you have to do to get a car there. Again, I understand your whole weight. Wait another year. Even if that kit fit beautifully on the car, if the kit fits beautifully, I'm putting on whatever spacers I have to to get that car there. Yeah. I really am. And you, maybe if you have a placard with the car, you explain that, hey, we're not going to drive the car this way, but yeah. we needed to have it here. Or we felt as though we needed to have it here. Again, but here's another thing. probably wouldn't do that myself, but... Here's another thing, though. Okay, yeah, you're waiting for custom wheels to be built. Go on fucking VR wheels. Hundreds of three-piece wheels where they can rebuild them to your spec. Or it's not that hard to go on Facebook Marketplace as much as it seems janky for a SEMA build. Find a set of barrels. I, and find I, a set of Yeah, lifts. but here's the thing with that. I, I see what you're saying. I feel like... A company like HKS, even though they took that shitty fitting kit to SEMA. With four inch wheel spacers. Four inch wheel spacers. I feel like they are above reps. No, don't buy reps. I've never said buy reps. I hate reps. You go to VR Wheels, they sell works, weds. Okay, I didn't know that. I've yeah. never been on that website. but They, they, all, okay. they sell real three-piece wheels. Okay. Reps should not be anywhere near a car. Okay, I... Let alone a SEMA build quality. I misunderstood what you were yeah. saying. That was my bad. No, you're good. Did you see the C7 Corvette? The blue C7? With the backwards pads? How do you put brake pads in backwards? Did Helen Keller build that car? Oh my, uh, and if you're going to do it, at least do it on the inboard side so you can't fucking see it. Like... How, I, oh. uh, it doesn't matter if you couldn't see it. You... Tell me you couldn't hear that rolling it into the venue? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everything just seems so rushed for that. And there's really no reason for it to be rushed. Like, okay, with the Supra, yeah, you couldn't get your hands on one, and then you have to rush it, and then it looks like shit. But hey, I have a Mark V Supra here with this custom kit that doesn't look great, with a really cool livery and then four-inch spacers. A C7 Corvette... Should not be rushed. That car has been that out car for has how been long? Out for since 2014 model year, so probably late 2013. And you know when the fuck SEMA is every year? Why are you rushing a C7 Corvette to be built? And if you're working on cars and you're going to SEMA, how the fuck do you not know how to put brake pads on? That was like the third class I took in mechanic school. 
I mean, that I have never taken yeah. any mechanics class. Everything I know about cars, and granted, I do a lot of mechanical work with my career outside of vehicles and machinery. Really, dude? Like, you're not wrong in anything you're saying. My 19-year-old sister, who is going to school for performing arts, nowhere not mechanically inclined at all, helped me do brakes on her Ford Ranger. And she was able to figure out that the this side goes on the pat this side goes on the rotor this side goes on the caliper. It's not rocket surgery. That no, metal doesn't connect to metal. No, <laughs> like, like she's never touched a car in her life. I had to make her do it, and honestly, I was surprised that she paid attention as long as she did, and I was surprised she kept getting me beer. Like, she was actually very helpful, and she no even knows how to do beer. that. No one's no one doesn't drink beer. Yeah. No one only drinks water and Gatorade. Absolutely. Social media, love it or hate it. The only reason I'm on it is because I have business pages to run, and half the time I don't even do that very well. So, and then they Instagram's a bunch of dickheads. Go follow me on Instagram if you don't already at Horsepower Pizza and at cold pizza podcast the uh they like to screw me on the algorithm like i'm shadow banned i can't post hashtags and stuff. if i post a picture and use like hashtags to try and broaden the yeah. the uh audience i'll get like 60 likes on a photo i so i posted that picture antonio's car yesterday I got like twice that with nothing like i literally posted the picture in the cap i was like this is so ass backwards it doesn't even and i don't even care about likes yeah i'm just trying to see like I feel like we put out good content. I say we. It's all me until we sit down and do a podcast. That's when everybody else comes in. But all of the business, the back end, everything is all run by me on top of everything else that I do and everything else that's going on in my life currently. So I feel like what we do put out is good content. I agree. I feel, I don't know, it's one of those things where I'm trying to reach the largest largest audience that I can because if one if what I have to say resonates with one person and they learn something or they go better their life or make a decision that changes their life for the better that's worth it to me oh 100% again like we were talking the other night about mental health I will be an open book about mental health until the day that I die because if it saves one person's life it's worth it damn fucking straight and that's something that, I don't know, it, it frustrates me that, like, Instagram wants me to pay to promote post. Like, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Instagram was the shit until Facebook bought them. But, it really was. You can uh, follow Nolan, too. Nolan P. Sata. I'll, it's all in the description. Just And I'll yeah. follow us on TikTok. TikTok's fun as shit. I don't, yeah. I don't know what you guys are... I don't know. TikToks for young kids. I don't know. I get it's on there. It's fucking Vine, but it's, it's more than six it's seconds. It's hilarious, and it's, yeah, it's like. <laughs> All right, welcome back. Uh, we had to cut that out. I thought we were going to get through one without having to cut something stupid out. But um, um, here we are. It's my bad. No, it's all good. It's just, you're going to learn. Uh, bitches, you, man. You haven't been on here that often, so you're still learning what you can and can't get away with. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, but social media and car culture, great and terrible, all at the same time. 90% of my friends I have met through social media. Yeah. Like, 
90% of the people that I interact with in person now, I met on the internet. Which, it's so... In 2003, that would have been bad news for you. Yeah, that would have been bad news bears. So, in, in that sense, the internet and social media are great. Yeah. It's great for marketing, for my brand, and my media, and all of that stuff. It's great. However, as we said on the H2O podcast, we feel like the media coverage and the social media behind the event have definitely helped it spiral out of control. Yeah, yeah. To an extent. Uh, Yeah, I mean, seeing a guy cut the roof off of his fucking 350Z for clout. Clout! If you're going to cut up a 350Z, just finish it off and cut it, just cut it all the way through and fucking throw that VQ in the trash because I hate the way those sound. I agree with you, but, like, there's there's no re- He... That was funny in 2004, 2005, when Bam Margera cut a sunroof in his Lamborghini Gallardo. Yeah. But Bam was getting paid by MTV to do shit like that. You're yeah. literally doing it for Instagram followers, and most of which didn't even follow you. They went to your page to tell you you were a fucking idiot. Yeah. Do it for the views. Whatever you put out on social media is what people see everybody takes it at face value because they don't know what's going on in your life behind the scenes. There's a lot of shit that I don't share on social media. There's a lot of, if you follow my Twitter, my Twitter is funny as hell at shank 36. Um, and at horsepower pizza, I don't really post on there much. I should, but I'm funnier on my personal account. That's true. I won't follow you back though. Cause I only follow 69 people at a time and I'm out of people to unfollow. So sorry. Nice. Nice. People don't see the whole story. They see what you're willing to post. Instagram is a highlight reel. This is, I don't know if Spencer listens to the podcast or not. Spencer Burke, congratulations, buddy. He just, he's bringing Burke Marketing to the East Coast. He signed a deal or a lease or, well, I don't know, what have you, on an office in Florida. So he's, I don't know if he's moving it entirely or if he's going to have two offices I know it was complaining California is super expensive to be a business owner in, which who didn't know that? So I kind of hope he's bringing the entire thing and saving himself money that way because he does social media marketing. He can do that from anywhere, which is the great thing about it. Spencer is a great dude. I met him last year in Pittsburgh, actually had the opportunity to interact with him one-on-one, talk with him. We filmed a video together, hung out for an evening, and we got sitting down to talking and I'm like it was surreal to me because he's just a cool dude like I followed him on Instagram since he was at that photographer or whatever and he was doing like photography for a Newport Beach Lamborghini or one of whichever Lamborghini dealership he worked at at the time and like he's always been super humble super down to earth but he's an entrepreneur if anybody's listening to this and you're willing to mentor me as an entrepreneur I need some guidance so I'd love Anybody reach out, email me, send me a DM, whatever, get in touch. Let's make something happen because I have so many ideas and I feel like I have a lot of what I need, but I need some guidance because I don't come from like a family line of entrepreneurs and don't really have that seniority guidance that I need. So if somebody wants to hit me up, help me out, I love you. Be Bailey's entrepreneur dad. Yeah, I need a new dad. Not not like a... New dad. An entrepreneur dad, yeah. Or mom, whatever. Sugar mom works too. I mean, whatever. Shit. No, but Spencer has always been very open when he's having a bad day. 
when something goes wrong in business or like, I, I don't want to put him on the spot, but like they were running his business from his home and then they rented an office space and they realized like, hey, this is unnecessary overhead that we're paying to rent this office space. They went back to his home and he's like, I feel like a failure. Like I backed out of this rental agreement or I, I don't know it. I don't know any of the details on it. It doesn't matter to me. Yeah. It's not my issue and it's nobody else's business. But he felt the need to put that out there that, hey, we backed out. We're coming back stronger. And now he's moved from office to office to office. And now he's moving to the East Coast. Like he is growing so quickly. And it's great to watch that. But I like that he's willing to share the ups and the downs with it because it's not all rainbows and butterflies no. you're gonna have a rainy day yeah that's you don't get that with a lot of people everybody is oh look at me look at me look how great my life is and i'm like i have friends that are look at me look at me look at me and i'm like hey man let's go get coffee i can't afford to go get coffee you can't afford to go get a three cup of, three dollar cup of coffee no like my account got overdrafted well why do you just buy three-piece wheels and you're flexing that you bought three-piece wheels and like not trying to put anybody on the spot here but like this is a conversation that happens more often than you think. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know, man, have your priorities in line and there's, but you can, that's what social media allows you to do. Well, then you have people that don't like you that have never met you. Yeah. And that's where issues start. Cause then you run into each other at a car show and then they're talking shit to their friends. Well, then it gets back to you. And it's like, I've never said two words to this kid. I don't know how he knows that I'm a piece of shit and I'm this and I'm that. And it's, you didn't have these issues. I, I could bitch all day about social media and Believe the things me, that it fucks up. It's great for networking and connecting, but it can be used so terribly wrong. And it's marketing, networking, great. I love getting on. I have so many friends that are talented photographers. We've got RJ, Goo, Alex Lafferty, yeah. to name a few. Tanner Martin, Alex uh, Wirtz. Sorry, yeah. buddy. Didn't mean to. I was trying to think. Yeah, of, I couldn't they, remember his name. I love Alex. He, he, yeah. he and Dennis hit me up like multiple times a week, and it's just like a shit show. Yeah. They, they are some of the funniest kids I think I've ever met. And they're kids, and they're. They're kids! They're exactly. amazing they are, at what they do. Alex is a freshman in college. Yeah. He just graduated high school. I mean, he was on a podcast a couple months ago. I want to get him back on, but he's the one that got me on TikTok. <laughs> he text, he sends, Well done, good sir. <laughs> he sends, well done. He sends me a a uh, Instagram DM the other night. It was like a... And he has my number, too. I don't know. What, he sent me like a post from Gary Vaynerchuk, like talking about how TikTok's the next big thing. And I was like, shit. Gary V is saying it's the next big thing. Like, I better jump on now. <laughs> We're at 45 minutes. Do you have anything profound that you want? To, I know you have things to say. Oh. I, I feel like I've talked a shitload. No, about. dude, I mean, it's your podcast. Yeah, but I don't. It. It's supposed to be more of a conversation, not me ranting to you sitting here. No, I mean, the thing with social media is my mother always taught me, like, don't post dumb shit on social media. And here we are. And here we are. <laughs> But, uh, I mean, she raised me like, hey, you post something stupid, not only am I going to beat your ass, but, like, it's going to show up in a job interview. And she scared me. Like, I was, like, 12. She's like, I'm letting you get a Facebook now, but you can't post anything stupid because 
they look at that in job interviews like this. And I'm like, holy shit, this is really going to affect me like in eight years when I go for a job interview and try to be a professional. Like, well, here I am. I share memes with my manager at work and they're like pretty fucked up thinking that like, you know, but my mom always taught me like, don't post anything dumb. And I never really posted anything dumb. I don't call people out on social media. Like I'll call people out on social media if I'm bored, like just to give me something to do to start beef. Yeah, but like, but like, it's not that's something. That's just what I said, though. Like, social media. No, but you beef with people that you know and you like. There's yeah, a difference. But here's the thing, too. I'll beef with somebody I don't know. I'm gonna say the exact same thing that I said to him well, online. That's, that's why you and I vibe so well. I hate vibe too. I hate that term. Dude, I vibe with you, bro. Vibe check. No, bro. that's what. <laughs> that's why we get along so well, though, too, because you. I see you for what you are. You see me for what I am. And if I'm talking shit online, you know damn well I'm going to say it to your face yeah. whether or not I get punched in the face or not. I've been I'm, punched in the face for shit I say. I've in, this is going to amaze you. All the shit I talk, 24 years, I've been hit in the mouth precisely one time. Wow, you lucky by bastard. By Colby. You lucky bastard. <laughs> and I've Colby's been, coming to visit next weekend. Yeah, I've been punched in the face for shit I said. And you know what? I'll get punched in the face for shit I said again. Because if I'm saying it, I mean it. Yeah. And I'm standing behind my word. You want to punch me in the face because of it? That's fine. Well, here's... Real recognize real is what that comes down to. And it's a funny story. I wanted to throw this in on the intro. Uh, Lucas... My buddy Lucas hit me up last night on Snapchat. Lucas is another one that I have met through social media. He lives in Arizona. I met him through the Horsepower and Pizza Twitter account. For whatever reason, I followed a bunch of kids from Texas that had cars and a bunch of kids from Arizona that had cars when I started the... I don't know how I found any of these kids. I don't know how the hell this happened. But now a bunch of those kids from Texas and Arizona and Virginia and all these places that I don't... I've never been to Texas. I've never been to Arizona. I have a following from those two places on Twitter, at least. Yeah. But I don't even remember how our conversation started, but I DM'd him or he DM'd me or something, and then something went bad, and he was deleting Twitter. He DM'd me. He's like, hey, man, deleting Twitter. Here's my number. And now, like, we talk all the time, and I, I want to give him a shout-out. He's a good dude. Again, we were talking last night, Real Recognize Real, has been busting his ass as long as I've known him. And he, he hits me up every now and then. Like, I don't have it all figured out. I'm 24 years old. I have a house. I have two cars. I have a hell of a career. I have a hell of a little side hustle going on with this. I keep myself busy. I keep myself entertained. That's all I can ask for. I have a roof over my head, food on the table. I'm very blessed to be able to do the things that I do be invited to the things that I'm invited to and have the friends and the family that I do. Trust funds are great, man. <laughs> That's the next <laughs> thing we're going to touch on. I don't have it all figured out. I really don't. Uh, my life has been more or less a shit show for the last 10 years. And that's something that, again, open book. If I can help somebody else out, it's worth it. But Lucas will text me from time to time. He's like, hey, man, uh, what do you think about this? Or, hey, I'm trying to do this. What do you think I should do to prepare myself to step into that position or that scenario? I'm like, listen, dude, I'm going to give you advice at face value. I, you give me whatever information you're willing to give me. And I will adapt what I have to say to you based on the information you give me. 
that's exactly what I would do. I'm not, I'm not trying to screw anybody else's life up. I've done a good enough job doing that yeah. to my own life. Yeah. But, and like, that's not something that I take very lightly because he trusts me enough to reach out and ask me for my opinion. I've never met the kid, dude. Yeah. But he sees it. He's like, you, you're doing something right. And that makes me feel good. And like, again, not to, I'm not trying to brag by saying that, but when kids that are not that much younger than me are asking me, Hey, what would you do here? What did you do when you came to this crossroads? I put my head down. I kept my mouth shut and I fucking pushed through it. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's what I'm going to do. Okay. Hit me up. If you need to talk, hit me up. If you need anything. The trust fund thing, that's a fucking meme. I don't even know where that started. It was like two, three, four weeks ago on Facebook. Yeah. Somebody shared something like, I paid for my first car, bet you can't steal this and share it. And I, I shared it, I was like, my parents paid for my, both all of my cars, my college education, my house, everything. Ron just gives me his credit card. Ron has never once given me his credit card. <laughs> Ron, what did I say? And, but now every time I see a post like that, I share it and I'm like, oh, thank you. Oh, there was one the other day. It was an article saying people with student loan debt would gladly spend a week in jail if it wiped their debt clean or something like that. And I shared it. I was like, good thing my dad would bail me out anyway because yeah. he already paid for my college education. <laughs> and like, then today I woke up, I was like, Let's stir the pot. So I post, somebody helped me, ran my trust fund out of money last night, and Ron won't answer his phone, <laughs> SOS. Ron hasn't seen that one yet, because he hasn't called me yet, but he's <laughs> going to be pissed when he sees it. He thinks it's funny to an extent, but I know there's people that are reading it that don't know me that well, yeah. and they're like, oh, this kid's such a dickhead, and I'm like, I don't care what you think of me. Yeah, let me be a dickhead then. Fuck you. Well, it, I think it started with you. It definitely started with you. Somebody, that bagged, uh, the, the bagged bag Ferrari that the was on the Rari. H2O group. <laughs> Nolan comments and tags me. He goes, hey, you want to you wanna put our trust funds together and buy this? Yeah, I mean, it would be sweet. I said no. My dad already said no. And then Alex Lafferty jumped in too. Alex thinks it's funny as hell. Because it is. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah, because anybody that actually knows me knows that I've sacrificed a lot to do the shit that I've done the past yeah. several years. And I don't take it lightly. And I tweeted yesterday, again, follow my Twitter, my personal Twitter, that shit is fucking hilarious. I don't care what anybody has to say. Anybody that doesn't think I'm funny, the that's your loss. I don't know what yeah. to tell you. I think I'm fucking hilarious. Yeah, same with me. Like, I mean, a lot of people don't think I'm funny, though. Like that lady in fucking... Where were we earlier? Oh, yeah, we went in to get... Kirkland's. Yeah, we went to Ikea and Kirkland's and shit. We're trying to find chairs for the new podcast studio that's coming when I get a new place, but... Uh... Oh, it was Home Goods. Yeah. yeah. The lady in Home Goods did not find my jokes funny at all. That was bad. Do we even go into that? Oh, I'll go into it. We can edit it out if not. Yeah, go for uh, it. So Bailey buys it. What did you buy? I bought a phone charger because my phone was dead. Yeah, a phone charger it. and uh, some watermelon flavored cotton candy. That was a fucking lie. Tastes like watermelon. But, uh, you know, I'm standing there next to Bailey and uh, he's paying in the sweet high school junior or senior or whatever the fuck she was working on a Sunday trying to make some dough because her trust fund ran out. <laughs> Asked if uh, Bailey would like to donate to St. Jude's Hospital. Bailey, pro- I, 
Bailey. Poli- I very politely say, no thank you, not today. And Nolan goes, yeah, fuck them kids, let them die then. Naturally, <laughs> I'm losing my shit, because that's funny. <laughs> I'm fucking dying, because I'm, like, I'm trying to, like... Type in my PIN number, yeah. get this card out of the machine, or Ron's yeah. card out of the machine. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, I look up, and like, oh, expect fully expecting this girl to be like, yeah, that's hilarious. She's sitting there looking she, at me. She has this stoic look on her face, like, I can't believe you just said that. Like, like what? I've never heard any good. such words in God. in Home Goods where we sell Black Santa in a chrome chrome suit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's one of the funniest fucking Christmas decorations I think I've ever seen. Yeah, just because I wasn't expecting to see it. Yeah, and then you just and I just go, Bailey, look, dude, it's Black Santa. It's sweet. Jesus wasn't white. I know, but. <laughs> I don't even remember what we were getting at. Social media fucking sucks. Yeah, it does. I guess we're talking about the car scene in another, another podcast. Because <laughs> this went into SEMA and how pop. Yeah, I mean, we, we started talking about social media ruining the car scene. but Well, we'll, talk we'll, we'll get Chance and Blair and everybody else on the one where we talk about We'll get about the rest of the hot boys the on here. Yeah, because they're, they're more seen than I will or ever have been, so... Will ever be? I don't. I don't. They're they're more seen than I have ever been and will ever be. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah, Blair's part of like a bunch of scenes. Like <clears throat> definitely emo scene boy, as well as car scene boy. Love you, Blair. Don't get a haircut, bud. He just got a haircut like last week. I don't know why she just let it grow out. More people should have mullets too. By the way, no one has a sweet mullet. Yeah, I do. If anybody's selling anything with T-tops on the low or on the cheap, hit me up. We're doing, we'll do the scene podcast because Colby's coming next weekend. Damn straight. We'll get Colby in on that. And Morgan, if Morgan wants to join. I'm very tired and it's only like 6.45. Oh my lord. Oh my lord. That clock might not even be adjusted. Yeah, it's 6.45. Alright. If you have anything you want to plug... Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, whatever. I mean, all my shit's pretty much the same. Nolan P. Seda. Uh, TikTok's Nolan P. Seda 69 because I got logged out of my first TikTok that was Nolan P. Seda. I'll put them on the... Everything's in the, in the description. My Twitter is at Shank336 and at Horsepower Pizza. Instagram, at Horsepower Pizza, at Cold Pizza Podcast. And I think TikTok is at horsepower and pizza or at horsepower and P-I-Z-Z. I I think it, I think the A made it too long. I don't know. Just search horsepower and pizza. You'll probably find it. It has the same logo picture as everything else. Um, I need to get back into filming YouTube videos because I miss doing that shit, even though YouTube is also a trash platform. So if you listened to this this long and you liked it, Please be sure to subscribe. We're trying to get more consistent with this. And we have a lot of crazy good shit to come in the future. Oh, yeah. I bought four dildos last week. And it's fucking hilarious. Yeah, we just stick them all over the car and drive around the parking lot. Everybody takes pictures and laughs. It's great. Yeah. Making boomers laugh with dildos. Who would have thought? Nolan Uh, bought himself a... Would you call that a V-string? <laughs> I don't know what it is. I mean, it, it's a banana hammock with shoulder straps. Yeah, with shoulder straps. <laughs> and let me tell you, I fill that out everywhere except where it needs to be filled out. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> but the best part of it is, he bought it, and only Shannon and I knew that he bought it. And then we sat down to watch the F1 race, and he comes out of the bathroom wearing it with about 12 people in Chance's house. <laughs> and nobody expected it. With a glow-in-the-dark dildo. <laughs> oh, God. Alright, thank you guys for listening. And feel free to DM us any shit show SEMA posts that you guys found. Yeah, I'll post them up on my story if you send them over, and uh, we'll I'm sure we'll have more to talk about on that. Peace out. Don't it for you. Uh, don't keep buying cookie cutter parts online because that shit's dumb. Bye. Later, skaters.